got a Bible, if you want to turn to John uh, chapter 6 and verse 37. going to go back into worship after after this to, to keep encountering God. Jesus says, whoever comes to me, I will never cast out. Amen. Heard it in the testimony, never will I leave you, never will I forsake you. Whoever comes to me, I will never cast out. We, as, as human beings, we seem to have an unlimited capacity and an unlimited imagination to create reasons why Jesus should reject us, cast us out and forget about us. It's like in our head we have a little factory that's all the time trying to create reasons why Jesus wouldn't love us. It's like there's a kind of hammering and machines whirling in our brains, kind of living, resisting the passionate affection of Jesus. Sometimes we can be conscious of that. We're, we're building arguments, we're building reasons why Jesus wouldn't want to know us, love us, be good to us. Or we live with a kind of subconscious, vague, unsettling belief that we're disconnected. We probably couldn't put it into words, but we kind of go through life feeling somewhere deep down, I'm disconnected from God. It's a kind of subconscious thing and we feel it sometimes and then we get on a kind of religious treadmill. And the only one who's ever done this, you feel a vague sense that you're not right with God. So you make promises to God and you get on the treadmill and say, so I'm going to be, I'm showing you, Jesus, that I'm really serious about you. I'm really serious about you. I'm going to read two chapters every day and I'm going to share the gospel with someone every day and I'm going to pray like you've never heard anybody pray before. And we're trying to get rid of the kind of vague sense that we're disconnected and on a good week and we're done well. We feel, yes, yes, I'm really connected. Me and Jesus, we're doing well on another week where we don't feel we're doing so well that that sense of disconnection just stays within us. Or maybe we look at our circumstances and we look at the pain piling up and the disappointments piling up and the difficulties piling up and we kind of conclude, if you look at my circumstances, I must have been rejected. I must be one who's been cast out. He must have forgotten me. He must have grown tired of me. He must have just had enough of my up and down spiritual life, my good weeks, my good days, my bad weeks. We can't measure circumstances. We can't use circumstances to measure the heart of Jesus. Jesus says, whoever comes to me, I will never cast out. So we're going to unpack these phrases. Whoever comes to me. Whoever. Everyone. 
Not just some people, not just good people, not people have done great, whoever comes to me. We cannot present Jesus with a reason to cut off his heart. Whoever. We can't present Jesus with a reason why he should reject us. And this series is based on the book Gentle and Lowly. And I just want to read this kind of almost a conversation between a believer. Maybe it's you, maybe it's me and Jesus. Wait. We say, no, wait. We say, cautiously approaching Jesus. You, you don't understand. I've really messed it up in all kinds of ways. Jesus says, I know. No, 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 Jesus, you don't understand what I'm saying. You know most of it. Sure. Certainly you know more about me than anybody else knows about me. But Jesus, there's plenty down inside of me that's hidden from everyone. And Jesus says, I know it all. Well, well, Jesus, the thing is, it's not just my past, it's my present too. I understand, says Jesus. But Jesus, I don't know if I can break free of the way I think or act or my priorities anytime soon. That's the only kind of person I'm here to help. Jesus, the burden is heavy and heavier all the time. Jesus says, let me carry it. It's just too much to bear. It's not too much for me. Don't you get it, Jesus? My offences aren't directed towards other people. They're against you. Then I'm the one most suited to forgive them. But, Jesus, the more of the ugliness in me you discover, and I think we just need to say the Christian is glorious and is a new creation and born again and has a new nature, but we brought with us into our salvation story some bad old habits sometimes, ways that we numb our pain, ways that we try to feel better. So when I'm talking about ugliness here, I'm not saying the core of who you are is ugly. The core of who you are is righteous, glorious, and wonderful, and new creation, okay? It's just sometimes as we're going through life, we realize we just have these things, these ways of being that sometimes we're blind to them and sometimes we don't see them, but they're just ways that we've learned to cope with life. And so we could say the more, but the more of the way that I cope with life you discover, Jesus, the sooner you'll get fed up with me. And then he says, whoever comes to me, I will never cast out. You can't find a reason for Jesus to reject you, to forget you, to cast you out. But remember, we're not robots. We're not robots. We don't get dragged kicking and screaming to Jesus against our will. It's whoever comes to me, comes to me. Nothing but coming to Jesus is required. 
whoever, whatever is your story, whatever is your past, whatever is your present, whatever is going on, whoever comes to Jesus. That coming to Jesus, coming to him is you and I's choice. Like I say, we're not robots. We don't come kicking and screaming against our will. There's a part that we play, and the only part that we play is coming to him. We just acknowledge that he couldn't be any closer. He's in us, and all we need to do in life is simply acknowledge the one who is close. Whoever comes to me, comes to me. Not comes to a set of doctrines, although doctrines are beautiful, doctrines are ways of, they're truths, like God is eternal, God is good, God is holy. But ultimately it's not coming to a set of statements it's actually not even coming to church. Jesus doesn't say, whoever comes to church, I will never cast out. Now we know the church is a beautiful provision. Kipchis testimony tells us about the role of brothers and sisters in encouraging and uh, uh, building one another up. But Jesus says, whoever comes to me, to the person himself, me, this is God. God is saying you can come to him. You know, sometimes we're so busy on the treadmill that we don't realise there's a person to come to. There's a person that we can have a relationship with, someone who will never cast us out. Come to me. It's not come to your efforts. It's not coming to your remorse and feeling sorry. It's not coming to feeling bad about yourself long enough to show you're really serious. It's not about your coming to your redoubled efforts. It's not mustering up enough passion. If I can just get passion, it's come to Jesus. Like, it's not come and try and get passionate about Jesus and then come to Jesus. It's like, come to Jesus with your lukewarm, passionless state. Just come to him with it. Come to him with everything that you are. See, Jesus shifts the focus all the time from the state of humanity, from the state of us, to himself. He says, come to me. He fixes our attention on him, the author of faith. And then he says, I will never cast out. It's kind of like, have you met people who when they, they, they decide something, never, ever, 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 ever change their mind? Do you know people like that? They're so fixed. And it doesn't matter what you say to them, how you argue it, they've just fixed, they've made a decision and they're, they're like rock, they're never going to move. It can be a good thing, if it's a good thing. It can be a really bad thing, if it's a bad thing. But Jesus is good. And so he's like, so I, I just never will. He's made up his mind. He's decided. It's this emphatic, very clear, wholehearted decision. I will most certainly never, ever cast out. I've decided. 
I will most certainly never let go, I've decided. So our confidence and our faith is actually not in an emotion or a feeling we generate, but in the statement of God about how he has decided, I'm never letting you go. I'm never letting you go. So Christianity is actually not about your strength, my strength. It's actually not about your resolve, your determination to hold on. Jesus, I'm never letting you go. Never letting you go, Jesus. Well, it doesn't really matter about what you say. It's what Jesus has said. Amen. No, I'm never letting you go. I'm never letting you go. Have you ever walked along the road with a toddler and they're holding, I'm holding you, Dad. I'm holding you, Dad, but you've really got hold of them. So if they slip, you've got them. And in the book, he gives an illustration of getting into the pool with your kid and, and you've just got hold of their hand. So as they're going in and it's going to get a little deeper, it's not about their resolve. They can't hold on to you. You hold on to them. It's not about a formula to keep God's goodwill. Amen. Get really into formulas, Christians. Mm. Like, I think prayer is an amazing thing, yeah? Mm. It's an amazing thing. But there's not a formula that you pray a certain time or a certain length or in a certain fervency or with a certain kind of passion <laughs> that God goes, ooh, I won't let go of that one. No, he's got us. There's no formula. He's just decided you are secure because I've gripped you. So even when maybe circumstances look tough and ugly and there's, there's a pile of difficulties and challenges, he hasn't let go of you. Because Jesus said, in this life you'll have trouble, but take heart of overcome the world. So trouble isn't an indication that he has let go of you. And, 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 and blessing and breakthroughs aren't an indication that he's now decided to pay attention to you. Because he said, whoever comes to me, I'll never cast out. I want to land, before we just have a little bit of a moment of worship to meet with Jesus is some questions. You know when you read the Bible or you hear a preach or in your own time with God, asking questions is a really, really good thing to do. So a, a question we can ask, which can transform our daily life into the most exciting, miraculous place. If you're always with me and near me, and I'm in Christ and Christ is in me, what are the possibilities and expectations that open up for me? Like, if it's not a feeling, but just a statement of fact, I'm never going to cast you out. It means when you go on the bus, you go to work, you with your family, wherever you are, he's in you, with you, near you, couldn't be any closer. So what kind of things could happen because of his decision to never let you go? Because if he's decided it, it's not about whether or not you feel it or whether or not you've performed really, really well. It's a 
emphatic reality, unquestionable, he's with you. So that means if Christ is in you, the hope of glory, it means that miracles, breakthroughs, words of knowledge can pop out all over the place because Christ is in you. Amen. Yeah. Amen. So another question, if I don't have to work myself into a place, but only have to acknowledge the closeness that already exists, how does that change our relationship? Because I think sometimes we're like this. We, instead of understanding that his mercy is new every morning, we wake up thinking I've got to get into a place. Yeah. So like every day I start minus and then I work myself into a place of maybe acceptance and if I'm lucky into a place of experiencing his acceptance. But if I start the day already held onto and not cast out, already in a place of intimacy, what activities do I currently do become redundant? And how do the things I already do change? So I'm reading the Bible to, with the author, with me, to get to know the one who says, I'll never cast you out, whoever comes to me. If he is fully present in me, and I'm talking to believers who, because it says whoever has come to him, and he is fully present in you, that makes us family. That makes us brothers and sisters. That makes you equally loved and me equally loved. Amen. So we're exactly on the same level, that we're all seated with Christ in heavenly places where you can't really get any higher. That gets rid of hierarchy and controlling authority over because we're equally loved and equally accepted. Do you see yourself as equal? Or do you see leaders as more special and more close? Because he said, whoever comes to me, whoever. Jesus said, whoever. Not impressed by titles, names, call yourself whatever you want, it's whoever comes to me, I'll never cast out. Okay, so he's in you, he's in me. If, if we don't need a priest or a special person to access God, do I believe that I, you, have the same access to God yeah. as any person who has a function of leadership? Leadership is actually only influence. And as Pete Card will say, I have as much influence over you as you want me to have influence over you. I don't have authority or control over you. Amen. You're a leader. Every one of you is a leader. Hallelujah. Every one of you. Because Christ is in you and he's never going to cast you out. So do you believe you have the same access to God as me? Is Kipchu's story my story? Everything she said I can have. If I hear it with faith and say actually her, her provision is, can be my provision. Her testimony of you chasing her down, that can be my story too because he's never going to cast me out because I've come to him. 
If you have God in you, another question you could ask is, do you need a special person to access God? No. Or do you still think you need a special person to access God? Will you go out of here thinking the only access to God I had all week was when I came here on Sunday when I heard the worship or the testimony or, or Tim or Jamie? Or do you know that you can have access to God all week? What's my relationship with Jesus like? Are we friends or do I ignore him most of the time? <laughs> he says, whoever comes to me. Am I exhausted on a treadmill trying to get what I already have? Or am I going from glory to glory enjoying what is mine? So there's some questions. Ponder them. Think about them. Go deep with them. Meditate on them. Grapple with Holy Spirit on them. Let him touch your heart deeply.